the South African Jewish Board of Deputies is the organization that engages with the South African government on behalf of the Jewish community. Join Sharice Zephard for the next hour to find out what the SAJBD has been up to. 101.9 High FM. Is the world on the brink of a catastrophic pandemic? Is COVID-19 as big a threat as it appears? And I'm delighted to have in studio um, Professor Barry Shiv. Tell me more. Professor, welcome. Hi, thanks. Good afternoon. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, well, certainly over the last week or so, the situation has deteriorated somewhat. Uh, many authorities around the world uh, are saying we're really on the imminent brink of a pandemic. What we mean by pandemic is an, a, a global transmission um, of an infectious agent, in this case COVID-19. Um, but what? It, but you know, we we do have an influenza pandemic every year, for example. We have. We, it's not the first pandemic that that we have, and it's not the one that's that's that really um, is totally unique. It's not unique, um, but it is concerning, and it is concerning to global public health authorities. Uh, as you know, the WHO have, have declared it a. a uh, a, uh, emergency of uh, global concern um, But it's not really cause for panic It's cause for uh, sober reflection, number one And number two, careful planning And careful planning really involves not only the health authorities It involves the population at large as well Preparing the population how to deal with it when it comes into the country We have not had any proven cases in South Africa as yet But it's bound to happen no, we really have three in, Afri- in the African continent. Uh, there is a lot of uh, contact with uh, with mainland China, uh, and the chances of importing it are extremely very high. We're going to go into the technicalities of it in a minute, but before we do, and maybe just before we take mm. our break, I can ask you two questions around panicking. People are starting to cancel flights, for example, from here to Israel. Would you advise them to do so? Would you advise against it? I often get that question. <laughs> That's why I thought we'd just get it out of the way right at the right. beginning. Well, certainly I'd be very, very cautious about flying to, to mainland China. I think that really, and also some of the other hot spots, uh, which include Italy. Italy. Uh, I'd, I'd cautious. I'd strongly advise people not to fly to Iran okay. for more than one reason, but COVID is one of them. <laughs> uh, and also South Korea. I think those are the hot spots, and of course mainland China as well. I think flying elsewhere. At this stage, there's no reason to cancel flights. Um, obviously, if somebody can preferentially not go, and it's not going to uh, affect them in any significant way, then do it. But really, it's not really. It's, it, I, I don't think at this stage we should uh, advise people to cancel flights other than to those hotspots. Um, Certainly, flying to Israel, absolutely. Okay, I'm just I know we're going to take a break in one minute, but just before then, can we just also get out of the way this? Fear that's happening in Johannesburg that somehow China Mark is out of to out of bounds. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, as Jews, of course, we are we are used to being victims uh, in, the, in, the, in the in the plague of Europe in the Middle Ages. Uh, Jews were accused of poisoning the wells, and that caused pogroms, it caused massacres. And I think we should be very sensitive not to stigmatize any ethnic population or any racial group. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever to avoid going to Chinatown, to the China market. Not at all. And I would certainly not hesitate one iota 
to visit Seraldine in this upcoming weekend and do a walk around. For sure. (laughs) And you don't need to go there with a mask either. No. Okay, we have to take our break now. But after the break, we're going to get into the nitty-gritties of what's different between this virus and previous ones. Sure. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to virologist uh, Professor Barry Shub, and we're talking about COVID-19. Professor, what is different about this to other viruses that we've seen circulating? Well, let me first compare it to the other coronaviruses. Uh, now, coronaviruses, there are human coronaviruses, which cause relatively mild infection, about 15% or so of the common cold in winter. Uh, there's also coronavirus, which causes a mild gastroenteritis, upset tummy. Uh, and those have been around and really have been very ins- relatively insignificant, relatively mild infections. In 2003, there was a more severe animal coronavirus, which crossed what we call the species barrier. In other words, came from animals into humans. And that caused a, a much more severe infection, uh, with a mortality around about 9 to 10%. Mm. Um, but much less uh, infectious than what we've got now. There were about 8,000 people that were infected, and then it died down. There weren't many cases after, I think no cases, in fact, after 2004. Okay. And then there was quiet until 2012, 2012. Then there was another animal uh, coronavirus, which came from probably camels in Saudi Arabia, and that caused a very severe infection, a mortality rate of about 34%, about one in three. Sure. But much less infectious. Only about 2,000 people were infected, and it all seemed to die down. So both of those coronaviruses came from an animal source, crossed the species barrier. In the case of SARS, uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome of 2003, probably from civet cats. That was mm-hmm. uh, the animal which was incriminated as the intermediate host. Intermediate host from the animal kingdom into humans. Um, and the, as I say, in 2014, it was the camel. Uh, 2012, it was the camel. What's happened now, though, it probably also, not probably, it has come from the live animal market, uh, and particularly in the town of, uh, of Wuhan, which is in Hubei province. Hence the quarantine of the whole province. Uh, the exact animal trans, uh, which was the intermediate host has not really been identified oh. as yet. There are some sus, uh, suspects. Like the pangolins, the one which uh, which has been mentioned, but not proven as yet. Probably bats are the main reservoir, hmm. and then they transmit it to another animal, which then transmits it to humans. But what is different of this coronavirus compared to the other two animal coronaviruses uh, is uh, in two respects. One of them, it's not as severe. The case fatality. Is probably around about one percent. This is our COVID nineteen. The current 19. one, COVID nineteen. So it's only nine. How much percent? It's estimated at one percent. Okay. When I say estimated, the numerators, in other words, the death rate or the number of people, mm. number of people that have died, uh, is probably reasonably accurate. But the denominator, how many people are infected, is really a thumbsuck guess. It's very difficult to know how many people are mildly infected or are infected without any symptoms at all and don't go to the health authorities. So we can't get that number very accurately. So if you get it, it doesn't mean that you're going to die from it, is what oh, you're saying. Oh, not at all. The great majority. The great majority. Oh, in fact, even though you have it. Uh, yeah, well, even those that have been diagnosed and proven, the, the, uh, the case fatality varies from 1% outside China to about 2 to 3% inside China. So uh, the majority of people, of course, will recover. 
uh, of those who are infected, uh, it's estimated, and this is was a rough, very mm. rough estimate at this at this stage, um, that about uh, 15 to 20 percent will be hospitalised. Okay. Half of those in intensive care, but okay. the majority will recover. But of course, we don't know as yet how many are mildly infected or not, uh, mildly clinically infected or don't have any clinical symptoms. And that's a very key thing to find out because those could be the kind of source of the infection transmitted to other individuals. Just out of interest, those 1%, are they, um, are you, uh, if you have a poor immune system or if you're elderly or if you're young, are you, you, if this is fatal for you, is it because of something in addition to in the majority of cases, yes. In the majority of cases, it appears to be, first of all, males more than females for, don't know why, but that's what the statistics tell us so far. Uh, and then certainly more in the elderly. Okay. But interestingly enough, not in children. Uh, children have been infected, but very mildly infected. There have been no serious cases as yet oh. in children. Um, we don't really know the reason for it. It may be the, like chickenpox, which mm. we know is mild in children mm. than in adults. But uh, at this stage, we don't really know why it is like that. And uh, how, once you've been infected, do you, does it pass out of your body after a certain amount of time and you can travel then? Or I mean, how long can we quarantine people? Well, it's, it's given as about two weeks. In other words, people uh, who have been in contact are usually quarantined in some cases three weeks, in some cases two weeks, in different authorities around the, around the, around the world. It is an acute infection. And the incubation period, in other words, from the time that you see the virus to the time that you get ill, is usually about five to seven days. Okay. So we've so given you're another safe. week. So you safe. I mean, okay. Well, no. again, we're still <laughs> in the early stages. There have been some reports of people shedding virus, in other words, where they actually take a throat swab and demonstrate the virus for, in fact, longer period. But whether they're infectious or not, uh, I don't know. Can't do that experiment, obviously. So, Professor, and I think it'll have to be my last question, unfortunately. We thought it was dying down. We thought less and less people were becoming infected. And then suddenly there seems to be this resurgence of it. Well, what's happening is that in China, the number of new cases is starting to decline. But, in fact, for the first time, there have been more new cases outside China than inside China. That's a bit worrying. Because it's easy to contain once you know it's from China, but once you start traveling the world. Yeah, I think it's going to establish itself in the human population, and probably it will be one of our uh, recurrent winter viruses. But we'll never be able to eradicate it then. Well, I mean, we'll never, I mean, we can't stop the economy. <laughs> well, we can't stop the, the, the Olympics, the Japan Olympics. Well, I suppose that, that decision will have to be made closer to the time, but as you know, uh, the pilgrimage to, uh, to Mecca has been stopped, uh, and a, lo- a lot of mass events have been uh, stopped. Can, uh, we do have time for one quick question, which I'm going to ask you. Um, can we, as ordinary citizens, protect ourselves in any possible way, or is it? Well, I think you kind of distance yourself from people that do, from, obviously from people that are ill. Uh, and, uh, you know, keep, keep a distance away. And, you know, practicing good hand hygiene, good cough and sneeze etiquette, uh, is essential. And we, we try and kind of uh, propagate that as much as we can. Okay. On that note, and that's general good hygiene for not only coronavirus, but indeed any virus. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Thanks. sorry Thank we don't you. have more time to do, to do. Thank-